0: What can the Bengals offense do better against the Jacksonville Jaguars? Well, a lot. Bengal Sands is here to tell you exactly how they can make Jake Browning's life easier. Plus, Chase Brown. Will he be able to save the Bengals rushing attack? Issues on defense? Are those fixable as well? That and so much more coming up on Locked on Bengals.
1: You are locked on Bengals. Your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
0: Hi again, everyone, and welcome in to the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm James Rapine along with Mike Santagata. No Jake Lisco today as his traveling continues. Thank you so much for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash on NFL and use code all lowercase LockedOnNFL NFL for first deposit match up to $100. We have to dive into how this offense can get fixed. And let's uh let's start, Mike, with uh in, in Bengals Sands, uh follow him on Twitter at Bengals underscore sands, all It's always game day in Cincinnati. Mike, let's start here. This offense. It it didn't look bad final numbers-wise for Jake Browning. Obviously, it was bad. We've spent a couple of days talking about that. I don't want to ask you about that. Everybody watched it. You went back and had to t- to watch the All-22 plenty after watching the, the game live. So let's not go in the rearview mirror. Let's look forward. What would you say are one or two things this Bengals coaching staff can do? Because I think that's where everyone's focused, the coaching staff, how they pivot. What can they do to make life easier on Jake Browning and, and maybe put this offense in posi- position to be more productive on Monday night?
1: So, Browning's going to need an effective run game. And the Bengals' run game this week was the opposite. I don't know if I've ever seen a 0% success rate before on run plays. That was, I opened that up and was like, whoa, oh, okay. So, at least tied for the worst performance of all time by success rate. But it was, it was terrible. I mean, how do you not manage a, the run over f- what I think four yards on first down is a successful run, maybe five? How do you not get a single run like that? And when I went back and watched, it's like, it's never the same issue. It's somebody else messing up every single one of these. But I do think there's common themes with it. But when it comes to the coaching staff helping out, one, yeah, you're going to need a run game. So if they're not going to be able to block it as well, when because Steelers were they what? they were bringing in extra safety down in the box. They had no respect for trying to throw deep, even with the weapons that the Bengals have. Um, find a way to block that up, at least a little bit, Because putting Jake Browning behind the chains and asking him to drop back was not ideal. All of his best plays came when they were able to use play action, able to mess with linebackers from misdirection in the passing game, and just easy plays. There weren't easy plays for Jake Browning, especially as the game went on, and it felt like they got less and less invested in trying to run the ball which also comes from not running the ball well. But I do think they could have made more of an effort to run the ball in this game. It's – yeah, he's – basically, he's going to need an effective run game, and they need to give him easy throws off of it, which he had a few. That Drew Sample touchdown, easy throw. You you fake it. no doubt. He's wide open in the flat. There's nobody covering him, and he can catch it and run for a touchdown. You need more of those. You need some boots. You need – just stuff that Jake Browning isn't going to have to think about because there were so many plays where it was like a burrow staple where on one side, if it's, you know, single high, he's going to read that side. If it's too high, he's going to read that. He's going to read the other side. The game moves fast and Jake Browning is a backup quarterback. So they ran that and he picked the wrong side. And once you pick the wrong side, you're screwed because it's quick game. So you can't go to the opposite side once you realize you're wrong. So then he tries to throw it and it ends up getting batted down, almost intercepted he's going to need stuff that's easy on a quarterback. And mm-hmm. that's hard because the offense is built to be hard on the quarterback because the quarterback is extremely intelligent and very good at his job.
0: I think you mentioned the boots. Am I am I way off base in thinking, and you can't rip up the offense, to be clear. You can't rip up the offense and install something completely new in a Jake Browning build around him style offense, but you can make tweaks. And you mentioned bootlegs run game wise. This offensive line has admitted that it's easier and every offensive lineman would admit it's easier to run the ball and run block something that they haven't been good at overall this year. I, everyone's worried about their pass blocking. I think the run blocking is the, the bigger concern in my eyes. And and certainly when you, you talk to guys in the building, that's probably the case. Putting Browning under center trying to establish the run that way when it's there. And then you can run the play action. You can have the bootlegs. You can have the quick, easy read. If it's here, throw it here. If he's open, if it's not, the ball's going here quick and make it easier on Jake Browning. Is it? Is it that simple? I don't know if that's sustainable. I don't think you could think about that right now. I think it's a very much a week-to-week thing right now with Jake Browning. Are those realistic options that you think they could do on, on Monday?
1: My biggest issue with them trying to just establish a run game and why I don't know if it'll work is they're built to face light boxes. And what I mean by that is they've got one tight end that can run block and he's the guy that can't really play receiver that well. So you can't really, Oh, let's just bring in the heavy bodies. You could see they thought that, and then they brought Cody Ford in and that didn't go that well. So Anytime you're going to bring an extra offensive lineman, teams have an idea of what might be coming. <laughs> Although they ran play action off of it, it's just nothing was there. And then they ran play action off for the second time and Browning just didn't pull the trigger. But you could see in their mind, they're like, okay, let's get heavy and try to run the ball. And then they also realize we've got one guy that's not an offensive lineman that can block. So how do you get heavy in that situation? You can still try mm-hmm. to be spread. You can try to work some other way around this but they're just going to need they're going to need to find some way for it to work i mean when you're going in 11 personnel heavy in some people think like yeah that might be good for running the ball but it's good for running the ball when the other team respects your pass game and it's going to try to protect against the deep ball, play too high, take a safety out of the run fit. When that safety's in the run fit, now they've got the numbers on you. And this happened a few times where the Bengals had the numbers at first, safety comes down, now you're screwed. Now now I can't make that double team. I can't hang on it and really move that guy. I have to get off of there and block this guy. Or in the case of a couple other times, that safety came down late tight end blocks goes down blocks the linebacker but now there's still just a safety sitting in the hole and well they have an issue right now where the running back one-on-one with the safety hasn't gone the running back's way pretty much all year
0: no and and they will they know that firsthand and that's that's where we'll go next can can chase brown help in the run game i do think he will get snaps on monday we'll see if that's true i've called it a few times this year and it hasn't happened yet but I do think he's going to get offensive snaps. So let's discuss Chase Brown a little bit and maybe a little bit more on Jake Browning on what you saw from him. Plus, we got to get to this defense because, well, I'm sick and tired of hearing about 400-plus yards. But let's be real. They gave up 400-plus yards. So all of that as we roll on here on Locked on Bengals. Today's show is brought to you by DoorDash. DoorDash is... Well, exactly what you need in your life right now, especially if you're living in the Midwest, because in Cincinnati, it's like 22 degrees. It's awful. Hate it. Hate it. Welcome to winter. I get it. I've dealt with it my entire life, as you have to if you've grown up in the Midwest and live in the Midwest. But DoorDash is going to make dinner that much easier. You don't have to go out. You don't have to leave the comfort of your own home. You can DoorDash it. So, Maybe you're craving city bird like me and you're a city bird eater where you want that spicy chicken sandwich and some tenders on the side. Yes, I get a side of tenders and a side of fries, but that's neither here nor there from city bird, or maybe you just want some skyline in your life and you don't want to go out to get it. Well, DoorDash is the place for you and it's not just local restaurants. You can order chips, dips, nachos, anything you need on game day. Maybe it's Thursday night football. Maybe it's a Sunday this weekend with the Bengals on Monday night. You can get that food delivered right to your door and get 50% off up to a $10 value right now when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23, subject to change, terms apply. Don't forget to use code LOCK23 for 50% off up to a $10 value on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more, subject to change, terms apply. Today's show is also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy the way it should be. All you do with prize picks is it's you versus their projections. You don't have to worry about the pros, the sharks, thousands of other players are not playing them. No, no, no. You see the projections, and maybe you think that Andre Yosevash is going to have more receptions than his prize picks projection, or Jamar Chase is going to have more touchdown catches than his projection. You pick two to five players and you'll get up to 25 times your money if you get those projections right. It's you versus prize picks. It is the most fun, most entertaining way to play daily fantasy sports. If you're eliminated in some fantasy leagues, heck, if you're not eliminated in any fantasy leagues and you want a little spice this weekend, especially with the Bengals on Monday night, prize picks is the way to go. So check them out right now at prizepicks.com. Slash locked on that's pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL again, pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. All right, Mike, before we dive into chase Brown and we'll get to that in just a second, as far as Jake Browning goes, is there anything else? that we're missing on maybe not even making his life easier, maybe stuff he did well that he showed you in that game. you are like, okay, they should go back to this or they should do this, or this should become a staple of their offense. Or is it just, man, there was a, there's a lot of stuff there and, and, and we'll see what he does moving forward. Uh, No, the answer is no. It's okay. Well, if the answer is no.
1: My last this week, no. Um, but last week, I think yeah. there was a little bit there. You know, there was a little bit of when they ran, they ran some boots, and he made the throw. And you know, if if they're gonna give him those opportunities, he can run. He's athletic. He can make guys miss, even which we saw that. I guess that's something good. Is that you know he did make that one guy miss and threw the ball out of structure to Trent Irwin for a big game. But no, I didn't. I didn't see something. that's was like, man, he's really good on these concepts. I feel like if if he was, we would have, A, saw the production, and then, B, uh, I think the coaching staff may have at least made that move. I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> but we'll see. I thought he was better against the Ravens. I think that's the one part that a lot of people have missed is that he was okay against the Ravens. Like, he wasn't abysmal. He was bad in this past game, but he wasn't terrible in that Ravens game. I thought he was workable in that Ravens game. It's just they kept giving up touchdown after touchdown after touchdown on the defensive side, and it started getting out of hand.
0: We'll, we'll get to the defense for sure because it's not much better over there. Uh, last thing on him, biggest biggest concern the the clock, the internal clock.
1: Yeah, it's not. Uh, it uh, is well, for me. It, it is that, for me. It, I think it's. I think it's that. But it's also that combined with he doesn't have an arm, like a real NFL sure. Arm. Because if you're so behind, he can't, if you're he behind, can't yeah, Josh yes. Allen can play behind. Justin Herbert can play behind. Just throw the ball 100 miles an hour. Jake Browning from behind is a pick six waiting to happen. So he needs to speed that up just a tiny bit, but then some of it is even, he didn't even take hitches. It just felt like he dropped really slow. Like on that one uh, on the interception, no hitch and the ball was out a little late, but it's just like, why are you one to two to three? Kind of like in his head, he's thinking like, okay, this step one, two, three now throw instead of, I feel like with Burrow is balls out. I just need to speed that up a little bit, too, just so that in the rhythm of the offense, you're forcing yourself to speed up a little bit.
0: Let's get the Chase Brown, because a lot of people expected to see him on the field. He tallied a total of zero snaps on offense. Like I said, I I think he's going to play this week. Otherwise, I wouldn't bring him up. You mentioned Joe Mixon. Uh, You didn't say him by name, but I will. He gets what's blocked. But if someone's there to tackle him, they tackle him nine times, 9.5 times out of 10. And some people might not like that, but that's what he is. He'll still get the yards that are there if they're blocked. And he falls it's not Like he's no doubt. And, and and there's value in that, but they need, I think they need another element. Part of that will help the offensive line. Part of that will help um, the, the explosive runs potentially. And the only guy that I have hope for, because we kind of, know what the coaching staff thinks for better or worse about the other two running backs in Travion Williams, who I think will still pass protect some along with drew sample, which we've seen and Chris Evans is, is chase Brown. What do you think given what the Bengals do running wise, we know that they aren't going to be a run first team. They're not going to run it 45 times against Jacksonville. That's not happening. What are you hoping for the, the wishful thinking side of Bengal sands? What? do you want to see or hope to see from Chase Brown this week, assuming he gets on the field, which like I said, I'm confident he will.
1: In college, he was really good at tempoing his runs, and he ran in a system that ran a variety of runs. And one of the things that he, they ran a lot of were some of these gap power counter runs. So get him on some of those, and let's see if he can set up his blocks and hit the open field. I, I will be honest, <clears throat> when I watched him in college, I didn't think he was a guy that made a ton of people miss. I thought he uh, didn't have the greatest balance. That was my biggest, the contact balance. You know, somebody gets a hand on him, and we see this with Mixon too. Somebody gets a hand on him, and instead of being able to stay on his feet, he ends up falling forward, falling down. So, But at the, on the other side of that, I think he's very athletic. And if he hits the open field, he's gone. So what I really would like to see is for them to get what they couldn't do last week. And they haven't done a ton of overall this whole year a perfectly blocked run play for chase Brown and let's see him hit the open field at full speed. That might be, I mean, he might be gone and that's what I'm hoping for. I mean, what I also be hopeful for is to see him make guys miss. But like I said, when, when I watched him in college, I didn't see that so much. So I don't think that's his game as much as being that lightning in a bottle of like, okay, if we block this upright, he might be gone. And He's got probably, even if he plays, I, I what, you, how many carries are you thinking he could get this game? I, here's what I would do. I would no, have a full-on. No, no, I, I know what you would do.
0: I would have a full-on rotate. Well, right. I wouldn't be in this position to begin with, to be very honest. But that's fine. They're in this position. I would have a full-on rotation where literally outside of the pass blocking snaps where you feel like you need Trevion Williams on the field. It is a 50-50 split. With with Joe and and Chase, you might get the most out of Joe that way, and you might have Chase. Chase may have six runs for one yard, but you're right. If he gets that one runway run for 45, that that could be the difference. That could be that extra field goal you need, or the the touchdown drive that Jake Browning wouldn't have been able to orchestrate otherwise. So that that's the that would be my mindset. So how many carries I would have him? six to ten i would have him in that range every game going forward
1: I'm kind of expecting like four though <laughs> three maybe <laughs> i know what you would do i just he had zero
0: offensive snaps so yeah i, I, I know would... that
1: even seems like a stretch to say three to four but <laughs> yeah if, if, I, if, if I said
0: over under offensive snaps 12
1: what do you think under probably. Oh. i mean i don't know i'm not there so i i don't have a real feel for it i just i know coming off zero snaps it sure feels like any of the unders would probably hit here but um yeah yeah oh. i i'm hoping he does get work though because his biggest issue so far when he's played in an nfl game when they've given him carries in the nfl has been the game speed it just seems like it's going fast for him and what's the best way to help that reps experience yes. You're not winning the Super Bowl this year, so let's get him some experience. Let's get him the reps. He's an older rookie, so I don't think putting him on the back burner and letting him wait a year and then trying to get those reps in next year is a great idea. So let's, you know, let's let's see what he's got. And when he fails, it's a learning experience. It's kind of like a lot of these guys so far, where the game may start a little fast for them. Look at some of the other rookies right now.
0: Jordan Battle, Miles Murphy. Miles Murphy. Yep. outside of DJ Turner, they all hit that way. People thought Dax Hill couldn't play coming into the year. I think Dax Hill's having a great year for, for yeah. not playing last year. Because
1: so. the biggest difference from college to the NFL is the, is the speed of the game. And Cam
0: Taylor Britt. We've seen yep, him too. Cam
1: Taylor Britt, when he second year, and when he got the experience towards the end of last year, looked better. So these guys need experience to be able to play. That's the biggest thing. And when they're not getting that experience, then when Chase Brown gets out there, the speed of the game might be fast for him but it's going to slow down. It slows down for most players, most players that can at least hang in the league. I mean, there's not anybody. I don't think that the game never slowed down, that they're still out there after like year two, year three.
0: No doubt. No doubt. Let's uh, switch gears. Let's talk about the defense, a defense that has been leaky, giving up explosive plays. And I think Pat Fryermuth is still open up the seam. Kenny Pickett, shockingly, threw some accurate balls on Sunday. So we will get to, to the defense coming up next. Today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team. So whether you're looking for a running back, you're looking for an administrator, uh, administrative assistant, whatever it is, LinkedIn Jobs can help you in your small business. It's not just another job board. Oh, no, no, no. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion, with a B, professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy that 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your job for free. F-R-E-E, free right now at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply one thing i talked about last week mike was this defense and and would they be capable of doing what was necessary for this team to win despite not having joe burrow and not having the offense that we're used to seeing and obviously t higgins hopefully he's back this week but that impacted yeah. the offense too and the explosives the tackling those are two huge issues i think the turnovers have helped mask some of that throughout the year. And and then the other part is, outside of a couple games, they've given up huge, huge plays, even in wins. And and they've struggled uh, to tackle. Obviously, that's still the issue. What are you seeing with the explosive plays? Because I think the tight end element of this, where it was Logan Wilson, I think Jermaine Pratt might have been involved in some of them, they saw something in the middle of this defense. Maybe it was just the safeties. I know Nick Scott takes so much blame for this, but I think this is more than a Nick Scott problem. What are you seeing on these explosive plays, and why are so many teams, including an awful Steelers offense, able to hit on them?
1: Yeah, well, Nick Scott wasn't on the field for the two big fire booth plays. plays. So I didn't think so. I didn't think so. It would be funny to try to blame. It's still him.
0: Nick Scott's gotten a lot of blame, and I don't think it's all on Nick, to be fair.
1: That's all yeah, right. you, you you know one of the worst things about that benching was like, oh man, the scapegoat's gone. <laughs> when something goes wrong, it can't just go ah Scott. Uh, <laughs> no, um, I I mean I thought he got a little bit unfair blame. I mean, he didn't play good to be fair. But, no,
0: he, I'm not saying he was good. It's just I know, it was all like, just man, any
1: any bad play. Nick it was Scott. like Nick, come on, never
0: should have signed him.
1: Yeah, no, um, go ahead, go, go ahead. But, but yeah, I thought this was a bad game from Logan Wilson, and. I don't think both of the, when I watched the all 22, I actually think one of those is on the safety, but then it's also one of those, like, I'm not sure how he's being coached. Like maybe the, maybe in this against the Steelers, because, you know, maybe they're more worried about Deontay Johnson and George Pickens, one of them from the slot than they are for about Friermuth going up the seam. And they think Logan Wilson can handle him, but you could arguably put both those big plays that, frame with that on Wilson one definitely he was the middle field player in Tampa two the other one was a quarter quarter half coverage and he's running up the middle of the field and nobody stays with it like Wilson doesn't try to stick with him and then the safeties are keyed in on the vertical route from the number one guy from the most outside so the guy in the middle of the field is just running wide open the other safety he's on the other side of the field he's not worried about If they were trying to poach it, it would make more sense to me that, okay, that safety, he's keyed down number one. So maybe there was just a miscommunication there in the safety room too. Maybe the safeties thought, oh, I thought you were going to take that or whatever. Hard to tell with that one. But the other one, easy to tell because it was just Logan Wilson opens up to his right. Fryer is coming on his left. He did not have the ability to flip his hips and run with Fryer up the middle of the field. Um, Other than that, I mean, the other explosive plays were kind of, Those happen? Well, the one is shock, which has killed this team. And it's a slot fade that keeps killing them. And their biggest issue with it, and it's an issue across the league. I saw Sauce Gardner get beat on it. I saw Trent McDuffie get beat on it. It's like good corners get beat on this too. But it's just they're not keeping outside leverage when they run that slot fade. If you keep outside leverage and you force him to try to run that ball, run that route up near your safety, he can help, but when that guy is going outside of you and you're playing from behind trailing him and he's faster than you and he's bigger than you, that's difficult. So George Pickens makes a catch over Mike Hilton. The other side, DJ Turner misses his jam. Deontay Johnson's a good release player. He's got good route running ability, beats him up the sideline. I was kind of surprised his recovery speed didn't get him back into that play, but another explosive play. So, and then, oh, I guess what, one more explosive play that I can remember was just nobody tackling Najee Harris. Instead, everybody's trying to rip at the ball and then What is the, that by the way?
0: Like that's that's cost them a couple times. It cost them in the Houston game with Noah Brown.
1: I think it's part of the reason that they have so many turnovers is that they just really stress trying to turn the ball over. But on the other hand of that, they've given up a lot of yards after contact and in the case of that, like okay, he's huge. Like, Najee Harris is a giant human. Like you gotta, have to... you've got to wrap the legs. Somebody yeah. you have there were what six guys there, and none of them were just wrapping up his legs. Mm-hmm. Then rip at the ball all you want as he's falling down.
0: Yeah, hold but, him up and try to get it. I get that, yeah. but you can't give up ten yards in hopes of knocking
1: the ball out. Yeah, Pratt did against uh, Kelsey last year, and it was a big play. But other than that, I can't think of it working too often.
0: Sure, and it it, it it can work, but if it doesn't work, it's it, it, it turns like, into an explosive, see, and it doesn't need that to. Play yeah.
1: Where he ran into his offensive line at about two yards, he's. Met by Bengals defenders at about two yards, and it ends up like a twenty-yard gain because he's nobody is trying to wrap up his legs. It was brutal, and that's tough.
0: And that kills the confidence too. That just kills the energy. It kills the vibe. All, all of it. It's like ah. It, it, and rebounding from that is hard on the fly when you're struggling and you're you're on the field a ton. Obviously, they lost the time of possession. Okay, so they're they're playing an offense this week that doesn't have Kenny Pickett. If a guy in Trevor Lawrence who's one of the most talented quarterbacks in the NFL, he he's can throw off platform, can make all the throws. He's he's not going to be, he's not Kenny Pickett. Put it that way, Calvin Ridley I think is a weapon. Christian Kirk has been really dynamic for them this year. Evan Ingram over the middle I think is more of a, a dynamic pass catcher than Pat Fryermuth. Travis Etienne is probably more dynamic than either of the the Pittsburgh running backs. And I'm just using Pittsburgh because it's the most recent opponent. It's a it's a really talented Jags offense. You're going on the road. I think that this, the expectation in recent years would be, oh, well, they can they'll be able to go toe to toe, especially if Cam Taylor Brick comes back. And I think he's tracking to toe to toe with this Jags offense and slow him down. I don't know. I think they're going to give up potentially a ton of explosive plays. I'm concerned about that and concerned about this matchup for the Bengals.
1: I've got concern about the play. I talked about that slot fade in this situation because, what would I do if I'm Jacksonville at some point I'm dialing up Christian Kirk on a slot fade. I mean, he plays from the slot a lot. He's a very good slot receiver. Let's throw that. Let's, let's get into that. Get somebody on. It's been everybody too, by the way, it's not, I said Mike Hilton because he was the one that gave it up, but this entire year you could look at that's the play that Nelson Aguilar beat Chidobe Wuzia on. Uh, Cam Taylor Britt, I believe was on the receiving end of one of those. And they, DJ Turner, I think – so the one time that they stopped it, I believe, was DJ Turner, and he stayed outside, and then you had to try to fit the ball. That's the thing. Like, fit that ball in a window between Dax Hill and DJ Turner. The closing speed of those two guys. That ball's got to be perfect, and maybe Trevor Lawrence can make that play. But, yeah, I think there's a lot of worry. One thing is – so I think Dax Hill has been solid this year, but he has not been the tight end stopper that they were hoping. And some of that is that they don't play a ton of man coverage in the first place. So a lot of this happens against zone, but it happens against man too. I I remember Dalton Schultz beating, beating him a few times. And he also got the better of Dalton Schultz once. Evan Ingram isn't super big. 6'3", 240. Mm -hmm. Pat Friermuth, 6'5", 260. So that's,
0: yeah, Yeah.
1: there's a bigger mismatch there in terms of what Fryermuth is able to do size wise. So maybe... You could try to get Dax Hill matched up on Engram more, and that can slow down the tight end, because they've been terrible at it this year. Uh, That's been one of their biggest issues, and it's always been an issue for them. When they had Trey Flowers, it felt like that was somewhat of an answer. Not always. It was an answer in the AFC Championship game, but not always. I mean, it's not like every time they threw him out there, it's like George Kittle can't get open against Trey Flowers. It was one game, and there was a big game plan on it. So I'm thinking... Maybe this is the Dax Hill matchup where he can actually match with this guy. If he can't, Jordan Battle, I think a little bit thicker, a little stronger. Maybe you try to use him in that role. I would try do something because if Evan Ingram's going to be wide open, I mean, you're going to have a lot of issues because Calvin Ridley, he's probably going to get open, inconsistent on whether he comes down with it or has a big game, but kind of like Deontay where he's very good at getting open and he's fast, athletic, Christian Kirk, good slot receiver. They've got a good play caller. and Well, I guess Press Taylor calls the plays, but I think Doug Peterson with the offense. And then Trevor Lawrence is a good quarterback. And then if you're going to miss tackles against Travis Etienne, those are house calls. Those are no longer uh, 15 yards and we'll grab him from behind. He's he's like a 4-3 athlete. I, I don't know. It's going to be a long run that you're going to try to catch up to him on.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, he's not Najee. <laughs> yeah where the, the explosives are, are far and few between. It's it's the opposite with him. and it, 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 That's not to say that they can't win the game. I'm not trying to be negative, ladies, ladies and gentlemen. I just think that if you're giving up explosives to a Steelers offense that had the new coordinator by committee and Kenny Pickett, now you got to go on the road. They, they have to sew up some things fast. I, I agree with you. I think Dax Hill, that would be an area I would like to see him, especially this week. Logan Wilson's a little nicked up. You're not going to want to rely on the linebackers anyways, even if he can play, mm-hmm. I, I would say, all right, well, we don't need you covering Evan Ingram one-on-one. So uh, we'll see if the Bengals can get it done. We'll have you covered over the next couple of days. Game preview isn't till Sunday with a Monday night game, which means we still have a crossover this week. Jake will join me on our Thursday show or Friday episode when, when you listen to that, but uh, make sure you check out Mike at Bengals underscore Sands. He's going to have plenty on all Bengals.com, a film breakdown like he does each and every week. It's always game day in Cincinnati as well. And for Mike Santagata and Jake, let's go. I'm James Erpine. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Bengals Podcast.